<laughs> at the back. We're live, we're live, we're live. This has been a while. It's been, been a while. I've forgotten how to do this. No, let's... let's <laughs> it'll all come flooding back. It'll all come flooding back. And what we do is we start off with some jokes, don't we, Chris? Oh, well... No, I've already been insulted. I've already been insulted this morning. We told I look like a shambles. I didn't say anything disaster. No, I said you look like a bit of a disaster. I didn't say you look. Apparently, you can't wear a hoodie with chinos. Look, Stuart, have a word with this man. I'm just saying he's got a hoodie and a um, t shirt and then like sports trainers on and chinos. And I think it just looks like it's a little smart sandwich in between two casual slices of bread. I didn't know I was going to get rated. You well, you look, really? brought, well, you you were abusive to me first, so all right, all right. Anyway, tell us your really really funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I sent at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come on then. Right, come on. The suspense is killing us. What do you call? No, I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah. Come on. What do you call a pri- a detective that solves crimes accidentally? Don't know. What do you call a detective that solves crimes accidentally? Sheer luck, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> we are good. We are a brand consultancy in the UK, and it's been a while since I've done this. <laughs> it's, it's a wee bit. Clear. So I'm just trying to work out where, where are yeah. we? And that, 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 that. And so from time to time we get together and we'll talk about brand. And today is no exception. And today we are going to talk about something that Chris wrote for the blog uh, with the with the great title, the great title, brand strategy is business strategy. It's a very Chris title. And it's tearing up the internet, isn't it? It's tearing up the internet. Totally tearing up the internet. Thirty likes. <laughs> I don't think anything's ever heard of that. Like, no, I don't think we're. Is it doing any. better than the onions, the brand onions? Well, the onions people come in and hit on Google. They'll type in what is a brand onion. They then hit the page. We come up number one or two in Google. People come go. Oh, okay, that's not what I wanted. And then fetch, leave. Right off, leave. But they've still been there. Like, oh, they leave, they learn. They came in more educated than they leave when they leave. So that, that, that's all good. <laughs> but anyway, like this this article, brand strategy, brand strategy business strategy. Chris, what compelled you to? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what where it came from, but I, I love, I love the title. I think it's your title, Stuart. Actually, I love the title, and it, it was linked to discussions and you know maybe um, learnings that we we're of the view and we believe here that if someone's going to spend some money in brand, we need to have an idea of what the outcome's going to be, mm. or try to, and that's difficult because if you don't, then all you're doing is just doing stuff in a vacuum and i think that part of the reflection in the article was that quite often we are given briefs where clearly there's been no thought about what the outcome is going should be or could be it exists in a silo and i know that i get told off for saying these things julie tells me off sometimes but what do i tell you well you know what i mean i'm not being critical of client because i understand how it happens and you know we don't have the baggage that the clients have in terms of you know politics and all that stuff but complex organizations yeah yeah but i think that it you know where 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 we can we should try and measure it and 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 Stuart, you know this is something that you talk about all the time that if it's not pulling in the same direction as the business strategy then what is it doing yeah so as you say in the article chris that sounds blindingly obvious you know, and you do kind of, I mean, you say that's a, you know, that brand strategy should be tied into things, but you're saying that you, you, you get still quite surprised when what's deemed a brand campaign isn't actually rooted back to some kind of 
Yeah, well, I think that outcome. I think that often the way my inference from how clients are sometimes is that they have to get sign off of budget to get stuff to, to spend money, and quite often what happens is that that becomes the defining kind of you know driver of the spend rather than linking it to something bigger and determining whether we should actually spend more or less or whatever so they come with a budget signed off and it becomes almost uh, you know that we've got approval to spend and, and nothing else really matters it doesn't really matter so little is expected in, in in terms of return that it's siloed off as a as a spend do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. the fight it's not has, linked to julie's point a, a complex organization the fight is getting the budget rather than that, yeah, that's really can, well, the, sometimes I think that's true. Yeah, right. yeah, and I'm not saying I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not being critical because I understand why it happens. Mm. But I'm saying I see it potentially as our obligation or our job to actually dig a bit harder and try and make that work a bit, a bit better. And that's the type of work that we want to do. That's the type of work we are invested in doing and want to get our arms around. Otherwise, we are just creating stuff for the sake of creating stuff, and we don't know whether it works or not. And actually. No one's asking the question. No, no one seems to care. So we want to we want to make more of it. So, so it is. It does sound blindingly obvious, but it, it is amazing how often it's overlooked. And it's yeah, it's you know, seen it's, as an ex- well. And you say it in the article. I think that it's it doesn't help in the exercise of trying to ensure that brand and investment in brand isn't just seen as an expense, but it's seen as well an investment in ter- in the business. You could even say it's an investment in change, mm. because what you're trying to do is change. You know, if if there is a kind of, if you're trying to get brand strategy to to invoke some kind of to connect it to the business strategy, then you would assume that what you're doing with the business strategy, you're not kind of puddling on same as usual. You're always trying to change the mm-hmm. marketplace mm-hmm. or you know our supply chain or I don't mm-hmm. know stuff. So the brand has got to be contribute. Yeah, to and that I, change. and I think for us it's a tell sometimes about how important brand or the esteem in which brand is held within an organization and how powerful it's deemed to be. And how much uh, where where the uh, the belief of the equity of that of that actually lies, and mm. so you know, at some level, that's on us because we need to take the work that we want to do rather than the work that's there. Just as an extension of that point, really, the conversation we've had previously about having brand and marketing as a function represented at a leadership level until we can until clients and. Um, marketing teams and functions and show a demonstrable return in the investment then then that's not going to get any easier mm. and time's an issue we, you, we were trying you you brought it up that the average tenure of a of so, a, a CMO, CMO is like two years or something like not that. very long so and it tends to take longer i think when you're investing in brand you know mm-hmm. it's that whole long and the short and the, the immediacy of i'm going to be an arse right well i'm going to be I know. And we're well used to Yeah, I'm going to So go ahead. Reverting to type. So obviously there's the kind of thing, but like you're, you're talking about brand strategy and, you're, and we're talking about time being an issue and we're, we're going to let that all roll out and the, uh, ten, the tenure of a CMO being a short amount of time so they've got to make an impact. And, and then what you do is you decide to allocate a lot of money in performance marketing because that you can then start to see the green arrows starting to go up. Mm-hmm. Is that not the ultimate sign of things working, the, the, the green arrow? And so there is a lot of breathing space within organisations to get that. I'm hearing the sigh. Already. No, you're, you're right. You well, know, that, that is term, the challenge. Yeah. That's, but that's the short-term view, though, isn't it? The green, green arrows will only be continue to go up in the short term if you don't invest in brand for the longer term. 
but it's easier for me to measure and take that to a board though that's mm. the challenge and, 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 that's and the immediate challenge. we live in an immediate world now don't we so and you know combined with the short tenure of of term in a marketing position is it any wonder that performance marketing you know all the money's pumped into there but i think the and it does you know there are green arrows but i think jules's point's right is that there's that tiered effect isn't there of you're only going to take it so far you know you're going to have to invest in Mm. the brand in the longer longer term and it's like you talk about or we talk about with our with our own fees if that's not too sensitive a topic to talk about but as soon as you start purely competing on price which essentially is what a lot well that's not purely what lead gen activity is doing but it is very much a race to the bottom then you know you can't that can't be a long-term strategy mm-hmm. for for growth. You know? Successful brands are built over the long term, and and the, and the, cha- the the best approach is to harness, as we know, as we've talked about, the short and the long. You know, and 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 balance the budget. And we'll not get into that here because it's a different podcast and it's a different philosophy, but um, it's a different subject. But you know that that's going to be the best yeah. approach, balancing both. Everyone needs to be open to sort of the longer term benefits of spending money on brand and understanding how to measure that. I think right? you're right. I think that, because if we, I think if we take that as a basic premise that that's understood for today's discussion, then we, you know, it's a, because other, like, otherwise, you know, that's a completely separate, but it does lead into my next point about that because what you're then going to do. Are you still being an arse at this I'm point? I'm still totally being an arse. Okay. And so, so the interesting thing about that. This is good. I can that, argue with Stuart today. Yeah. Though, just. <laughs> so, the, but the interesting point with that is that because you can see why brand starts to get pushed out of the way and I think this is the point that we're trying to make because the measurement happens further on yeah. and the kind of interesting thing is what what where can brand help itself a little bit when you've kind of got performance marketing which is getting reported you know depending on budget on an hourly basis if it's working or not working mm. where, where can the measurement fit in to kind of show at the, at the same and it won't be at the same speed because it is a different beast but more regular heartbeats more mm. regular check-ins that seems to be the challenge rather than saying yeah we'll get something to you by the end of the year i think and that's mm-hmm. the challenge because we you know when you talk about a lot of what we talk about with clients or have done is changing perceptions shifting perceptions and ultimately that that's about whether that's growing in a particular sector or category or whether it's you know increasing margin or whatever whatever the the business goal is it's those those aren't from a brand perspective those aren't metrics that you're going to see significant change in in a 12 month or even two year three year period you know to to significantly shift the needle for so to be seen as an innovator in the category you know that's not something that's going to happen after a 12-week brand campaign so that kind of consistent let's let's back to what we've talked about before it's consistency isn't it consistency over a longer period of time will, will eventually you know initiate change but that's that's then something there's the the investment then on the tail end of that or the back end of that that i think is also important to like you say Stuart, understand what are the milestones how can we course correct if it's not working and that involves a, a kind of a, an investment in whether it's brand tracking whatever whether it's effectiveness research whatever it may be there's a whole suite of tools you can use use for that obviously but it, it needs a understanding of what the goal is an investment in brand and then an investment to and a, dedica- a commitment to to understanding if it's working and if it's not course correcting on on the way mm-hmm. so it depends what your green arrows are what they're measuring well i mean tying it back to the business strategy, obviously, that is what you're. Yeah, you, know, you would. Hope. Yeah, the why? Why? Yeah. Why are we doing it? Yeah. And, and it's also we have it. to get comfortable with the fact that spending money in brand in this space is more. And I keep saying this, but I think it's a really good phrase. It's more probabilistic than predetermined. You know, the, 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 you know, you, you can't say if we if we if we do this here, 
that will definitely happen in 18 months yeah. but but it's about measuring the journey and course correcting on the way as Jules said I think is 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 important whereas I think in the performance marketing space it's much more sort of in that predetermined space if you do this this will happen yeah you know and uh, although it's been proved and shown and demonstrated that a lot of that stuff that happens isn't actually human activity it's you know yeah. it's bots and all sorts of stuff and there's money spent in there that's you know it's not understood it's not understood. And, and and you know what, what happens is we go down a rabbit hole i think we should just push on and talk about so okay let's let, there are some examples okay well fire is up with some examples so in in the article that it's maybe useful to talk about some examples and just look at how and different outcomes examples of outcomes with with different brand tasks. So one of the things I think that's quite a well trodden path and we've done we've done quite a lot of it and the DBA there are awards for you know design effectiveness being able to isolate the role of design and in in drinks packaging that's quite easy to do I think you know if if packaging exercises are 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 there are are designed to help premiumize a brand or squeeze margin more margin and and that makes sense so so that's that's a business goal and then changes to the packaging and changes to the costs around the packaging even if you're increasing it slightly you can still probably command a higher higher price and and that's really easy to measure isn't it because you there's a clear run of activity before the change and there's a performance related to that link you know and you flip the change over a period and the, you know there's a performance related to that and you can very very accurately determine the the effect of the design and the spend and the return on the investment and the spend in the packaging and it and it's nice and clean and and it, in a, in a way that's a perfect example of how easy it is to to measure performance on quite a a delivery focused outcome yeah so of i mean brand. so to kind of so looking at that the business strategy is we need to earn an extra 4 pounds on each bottle Correct, and then the brand strategy behind that is we need to premiumize that purchase so that it uh, for yeah for by adding an extra pound on, so yeah. that actually people yeah. will be happier to pay four pounds because yeah. they feel it's premium. So there's a brand and a and a, and a you know a business task in yeah. there. The, the 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 activity is executional focus is the way yeah. I was talking about. It's by design, and that's great, but. If you then compare that to something much more kind of delicate, like an example I gave was linked around brand architecture. So there may be some work that needs to be done to, to remove friction, to make, to make the, the choice architecture, if you like, easier for consumers to follow. It may be that you need to create new naming conventions or whatever it is, or, or, or repatriate some of the equity back into the mother brand and all of that kind of stuff to create a new brand architecture structure. These are very nuanced Pieces issues. of issues and pieces of work that don't necessarily have explicit start and stop points. And it can take months and it can take years for these things to bed in and evolve and take root. But the end game is still the same. There's a gain. So you, what you may be doing is preventing you know, your bleeding value to, to competition or, or someone else, but you're, you're reducing the inefficiencies and you're making it tighter. That should be measured too. And there should be, it's, so much of this is about spending the time before we act to think about how we could measure something right so the two things are, are very difficult so they're very different the whiskey lends itself much more to a measurement impact but the brand architecture one's much more challenging i would argue so the again to take it down business strategy will be where it's costing us too much money to maintain all these brands or we want yeah. to look we want to save money yeah will be the brand strategy will be the business strategy and then looking at it, we can say, well, actually, you've got too many products and yeah. it's costing you, you've got too many mouths to feed. Yeah. Too many separate. And then what you, and so then the, the brand strategy is then, right, we're going to go through a naming process to reduce that and reduce the friction, yeah. which will have the, will ha have the benefit.
benefit of internal yep because uh, you're not needing to manage it and ideally then a clearer proposition to your yeah. customer and there are lots of cost efficiencies yeah. in there aren't there to yeah. work through and understand but they these are as you say bigger business decisions i think that have that touch brand and the two things are linked but but the point is i think that there's no there's no reason why we shouldn't think about what some of these assumptive outcomes could be before we before we start the project and and it may be that once you start going that one or two of them don't work fine but at least you've got some sort of metric you can change and uh, evolve it and 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 look to measure which is really important and and again i think i go on to say that they, they don't need to be hugely explicit in their outcomes either they you know and it may be that they're only contributing in part to a much bigger business objective that's something else we need to bear in mind that it may just be a tiny contribution, but it's still a contribution and it's still important to define what that's going to be. But by keeping an eye on that objective and those decisions, you know, it allows us to guide decision making. It stops us getting stuck in subjective cul-de-sacs about creative and stuff like that, which is the usual sticky point. We get bogged down mm. in that. It helps you elevate away from that. It helps manage some of the internal politics that we sometimes yeah. see as well between different departments and functions with potentially slightly differing objectives in many cases. So again, if you bring it, if you have that sort of benchmark, mm-hmm. it just brings all the conversations mm-hmm. and decisions back to that, doesn't it? And so they don't need to necessarily be outwardly commercial either. You know, it could be they don't need to be about making money. They can be about saving money, or as Jules said, you know, they could be about brand. They could be about how people feel or their behaviour or. It could NPS. be internally focused. So just as long as they're thought about, written down and challenged and they're robust before we kick off, that's what's really important. So the challenge I would say in some instances is that a business will come around and say, right, our goal for the next year is to increase sales by 10%. And instantly what happens is that becomes a sell more product story. And the challenge then is kind of where, where does brand fit into supporting that as much as anyone else? It's too broad a goal. We talk about this, don't we, about goals and objectives and, and smart objectives and all that kind of stuff. I think you then have to work harder to say, well, what is the, you know, what is the contribution? What are we going to... No, no, because quite often we've, what we also see is when we, where we do have the opportunity to have those conversations at a much kind of broader business level is that actually then defining the scope of work for that brand activity is part of our job. So we'll yeah, work with correct. the client to say the challenge is with delivering that based on your current architecture or, X, or whatever it may yeah. be and actually that's kind of defines I, I, what the delivery is and that's what i was that's what i mean while that's a broad business goal then it's up to brand to kind of work out how they are going to s- support and contribute to that 10 percent. Sure. and it might not all be it's not that it's going to sit with any one area but brand, but it goes to your point right like that it's impossible to work out if you're going to get an extra 10 percent if nobody thinks your product's any good and you can only get that by is it a bit of brand yeah. tracking to understand where you are what what is it but that's the digging in and there's a lot of areas that you can go into it but it's understanding if that's a business goal what's the brand strategy to support that business mm-hmm. goal mm-hmm. and it is jules is right i agree it is our job i think to help def- help clients define some of those outcomes or help them in that broad space before the brief is formalized and approved yeah because we have quite a lot of knowledge and experience from a wide variety of clients and sectors about how what, what's likely to work and what doesn't work and what, what might work. So it would be sensible for clients to engage with us to talk about that before the pre, if you like, predetermined or self-diagnosed brief comes through to say... It's understanding, it's locked, yeah. yeah. It's all locked and loaded within here, off you go, kind of thing. Understanding, or being clear about the problem, but not necessarily being self-diagnosing the solution yeah. before we've you know kind of had an opportunity to engage. Yeah, and that can, as as we say in the place in in the article, that can take us to many many different places, you mm-hmm. know, around defining brands and 
you know, understanding customers and journeys or creating content or creating strategies yeah. around content. There's lots and lots of parts of that, but it's about having the, rec- the experience and the knowledge to understand where the, where the mm. friction is likely to, to lie and what the, what the prescribed solution is likely to be from our point of view to, to help. And then on top of that solution, it's the measurement of that. Because once you've understood, right, here's the business problem, here's how brand can contribute to that problem, then it's then it's making sure that we've got metrics in there, be it maybe possibly brand track, whatever, you know, again, as wide and as varied as possibly the solution is, but just making sure that we've got the, the check-in to make sure that we know that the brand's going in the right way. As you said, Julie, to course correct, just in case there's things that, yeah, you know. Yeah, and that seems blindingly obvious. Yeah, but yeah, again, it's yeah. amazing how often it gets I, lost. I, agreed. I think as well though, you know, we I mean we talk about it with our own business sometimes, don't we? But I think clients I would you know it's the I'm gonna quote Stuartism if I can remember it. It's the kind of launch and move on mindset versus the test and learn, you know, and I think so often because of the complexities of the businesses our clients are operating in, you'd, these things are sometimes siloed more than probably even a client would like because it is delivering against a very specific objective that might not even necessarily be a marketing objective. Maybe it's something related to product or launching product or whatever. So it's a kind of, okay, that's tick, done, yeah. move on to the next thing. And actually just the time and the headspace and the capacity within that organisation to be able to reflect and do that course correction stuff isn't always there. I think in one thing that this is probably a slightly different tangent as well, but or another tangent, but one thing we've talked about in the past and seen a lot is that we're particularly, and I think probably B2B organisations probably are worse for this than consumer spaces where brands try and do a little bit of both. So you try and do a bit of brand and a bit of product in one communication. So you're trying to do the, this product's great because X, Y and Z and you should believe that because our brand's great because of X, Y and Z and it yeah. just gets quite... You get a list of features. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just it's it's a it's it becomes quite a complex communication quite quickly because it's not you know you lose that kind of single minded. Oh noise. yeah, I mean, and, and I think that because there's a client just now that are kind of interested because it's exciting they worked on it for for a while and they want to kind of get to the nice activation stuff, but at the moment nobody knows who they are, where they are, or what they do, and you've got to get that's where the brand can fit in, and you start building associations around things to kind of get you know so that when you want to talk about the good stuff that a lot of it is just embedded and is a bit of a given. No, I was just going to say, I think, and this is, again, taking it slightly into sort of media placement and stuff like that, but, you know, if you think about formats and media formats and and how short they are now, whether it's a social post or whether it's a six-second YouTube pre-roll ad, you know, that's the time frame you've got to talk, to communicate. So if you're trying to, a slightly different point, because it's more about the simplicity of the communication and back to kind of value prop and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think the more complex you you make it, the less resonance it's going to have. Yeah, Mm. totally. Yes. So there we have it. That's kind of what the whole article's about. You mean it's there's no right or wrong. Give it's us just, a sum up. It's Chris. just a whole load of kind of a brain dump. Yeah. So I mean, I think the, the the point is, the point that I wanted to make was that we we understand that our challenges from the client side about how this ends up spitting out a brief that's fully formed and if you like separate from the the, the wider business objectives. But I think the important thing is that. When you work with a firm who asks those questions, it can help to create. We can help to create those links um, where, where where possible, and not just run away and activate in, in isolation. So it's about letting us help you to to create the right kind of brief and the right, the brief that that's linked to a, a broader business objective. Right? Mm-hmm. It's no more or less complicated than that. And 
when you say it like that, you think, how did I manage to write three, <laughs> three sides of paper on that? Well, that's that. it. I've got 40 minutes out of it. And, so maybe and, more like 20 by the time it Well, once you edit it But I mean, it is amazing how often it comes up and how often we, we need to we need to keep circling back and it's talking about keeping it. keeping ourselves it's accountable, the keeping the work accountable, isn't it? Keeping the work accountable. I like that. I like it too. I like that. All right. I like you both. I like you too. I don't like either of you. <laughs> right. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.